Are you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> you got your earbuds? Yeah, I got them in, so should be good to go. So I got to ask you, because the podcast is called Behind the Wheel, are you always behind the wheel? Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. So living in Baltimore, in the inner city, I was present when the Freddie Gray riots occurred. Baltimore was actually the first city in America to come up with a essentially legal way to ban African-Americans' property ownership within white residential areas. Transformation is a two-sided marketplace where we introduce artisanal and emerging uh, brands, mainly snack brands, to consumers at key moments where they're most engaged. Hi, I'm Derek, and this is Behind the Wheel, a show dedicated to highlighting the accomplishments of ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things within the community. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcast. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Oxley, and today's episode is brought to you by the folks at the Creative Running Collection, an eclectic ensemble of artists from all walks of life and disciplines. I mean, we're talking established to wannabe writers, actors, directors, artists, bloggers, vloggers, videographers, podcasters, journalists, producers, and editors who are passionate about creating content for running and entertainment purposes. Still, but more importantly, they inspire people to pursue a healthy lifestyle by helping them identify their purpose, maximize their potential accelerate their growth and continuing the cycle. In other words, they help people IMAC their life. So, if you've got some hidden talent and you're looking for a safe place to express, own, and display your talent, shoot them an email at the Behind the Wheel Morning Show at gmail.com. If you're an entrepreneur or small business owner or know of an entrepreneur or small business owner looking to advertise in the Behind the Wheel podcast but weren't certain as to whether or not there was a possibility, we have eliminated all the guesswork. It certainly is a reality. Who's this we you're talking about? You know it's just you. I'm not going to go with we. We now have... We going with we? I think we're going to go with we. Let's try. We now have the ability for you to sponsor an episode. How cool is that? Your ad can run pre, mid, or post roll. Simply visit coffee.com forward slash BTW podcast. The details will be in the show notes. That's KO hyphen FI.com forward slash BTW podcast. And one of the cool things about coffee.com is it allows supporters of the show to buy me a cup of coffee. You all know I like coffee. So. Shout out to Latoya Shantae, Soul Inspired, Kimberly Hall, and Kim Isaiah. That's why I'm all hyped up on this coffee. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Baby Ox, Baby Yo, D-Rock, D-Livingstone! Woo! Yo, another day. Ah, oh, man, good to be here back in the Behind the Wheel. Yo, some big news today. Oh, man. Great news story, breaking news. It's always breaking news, right? So it's like this, they built, they, they were just build up um, to make it seem like it's, oh man, it's so, oh, this is major. Oh, this is going to be the thing that catapults, that changes everything, that topples the administration. You know, they, it's not, nah. They, I mean, his, his base doesn't care. And people who already, like a distrusting of him. It's just like another, uh, this is just another thing like to be upset about. Conserve your energy, man. I mean, like if you, if you're thinking like, oh, you're outraged, like how could he, he's been doing this sort of thing his entire life. This isn't anything new. Hmm? And 
when I posted, what, what am I talking about? We're obviously talking about the Bob Woodard. And you know, that's the same guy that, you know, was with Nixon, right? And, you know, when I, when I initially heard the, the story broke, I was like, why did he sit down with him? 18 times, right? 18 times. And the first word that came to mind was a three-letter word. Ego. You know, it's like, yo, his ego got in the way. Like, yo, I could, I could do this. I could influence him to change, to, you know, to, to get a, a, a favorable book, you know, cast me in a favorable light. Yeah. How'd that work out? 18 times. And it's like, yo, and now he's tweeting that, you know, well, if this was such damning information, why didn't he release it? You know, why did he wait to release it? Like, yo, this is you, man. These are your words that are damning. And press secretary, they'll come up and they'll spin. They'll do their spin. They'll do their stuff to spin, you know. And if you're interested in that, I'm curious to see what, the, what you know, what the other side is saying. That's, I mean, like, because you already know, like, yo, your ego got in the way. You figured you could sit down with him and you could finagle your way and impress him and bring him over to the dark side. Uh, nah, didn't work. Didn't work. And then it's like so many books are coming out. You know, Cohen has even got a book out. You know, his 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 niece has a book out. Yo, people people are just dropping books like mixtapes on this guy, man. It's good for business. It is business. You know, Trump is good business, man. I guess people people are fascinated with the with the uh, inner workings of his his mind. There's nothing happening up there. It'll save you the trouble of trying to figure out what's going on up there. There's nothing. It's just. Just what it is. You know what I mean? Nothing. Nothing really is happening up there. Mm. Yeah, so that is that. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on that because, um, like, during the, the the initial part of, like, the lockdown, there's some outrage, some little, you know, you're, you're upset. You're like, yo, the, the distrust, when I think about even past, you know, this guy being out of office and you think about people trusting or not trusting institutions and and your government and yeah it just makes for makes for it leaves a bad taste in your mouth you know and then just just all the other stuff that just kind of comes out outside of of covid and but we can't teach 1619 project because that's you know it's just misinformation and it's just wrong and withholding funding and he has no control over that but just kind of like putting it out there and it's making it very you know contentious among people that's, you know, where the, where the rubber meets the road is where it becomes, like, problematic, man, you know? And you have people who are like, hey, so, yeah, you know, he understands us. Like, he don't understand working class people. He's never worked a day in his life. So why would he even, why would you trust someone that has never worked a day in life, making it seem like, yo, he pulled himself up from the boot? No, it's not even that. Yo, he was always... Privileged. He was always, he always had that, that, that was their life, you know? So to make it seem like it's different, you say this guy came from nothing and through his grit and determination, it's a great story, but that's not the story, you know? Mm -mm. It's not the story. You know, I was listening to one of Dar Darren Hardy's books, and he said he's, he was really excited about interviewing Trump. I'm like, this guy, there's nothing going on up there. He's not like a leader, like, yo, he's got money. I'm not, I've never, I never, like, and I purchased a, a, a ton of leadership books. I never purchased anything by Donald Trump. 
never considered him a leader because he just he wasn't a leader to me. You know, this this whole fake facade of of portraying strength. And well, I, did, I wanted the people to stay calm. I didn't want to create panic and hysteria. Really? Let's think about that. And it don't take long to think about it, right? Like, really? You didn't? You know, that's what leaders do. Like, what are you saying to me? As What does that say to me? Even if, if, if that wasn't the case, even if his actions didn't, you know, give him away that he doesn't like to portray, you know, to, to instill fear. Even if his actions were consistent with that, and that was the message you believe. What are you saying to me? Like, you don't trust me enough with the information? What are you saying to the American people? Like, you don't tr- I don't trust them enough to say, hey, they're going to do the right thing. So I've got to sugarcoat it. That rationale doesn't even make sense. So I've got to, I, I got to downplay it because I don't want them to panic. And if I downplay it, knowing how serious it is, and I'm putting lives at danger. Well, that's just the gamble you got to take because you, what? That, that Does that make any sense? If you're saying you're really concerned about people and does it make any sense to a rational person? No, that doesn't make any sense. People, you trust people with the information. Yo, this is what we got to do. You know, a leader says they define reality. They define reality. I was recently interviewing um. My former assistant manager, now he's, you know, a real estate mogul, mogul down in, you know, running a, um, an agency down in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. You know, he's teaching NLP and a whole lot of other things happening. I said, yo, you remember when the towers fell? And we're, we're approaching that, you know, coming up on the anniversary. And we got a directive from the corporate offices, you know, got to lay people off. It is what it is. You know, this is this is what's happening. You got to lay people off. You got to let people go. You got to downsize. You got to start really looking at your budget. You got to start doing all these things. You know, this is what they were saying, you know. And I was getting, I remember getting uh, messages before the towers felt like, you're you, you running kind of lean, man. You're running kind of lean. You know, you got to. Mm-hmm. And people had to let employees go, you know. You had to let folks go. You know, people, other managers were, were calling people into the office. You know, they, they gave them guidelines as to, to how to go through the process of talking and, and, and securing, you know, how to tighten your belt and all this. You know, you know, all, all the management speak. And so it's like, yo, Rob, man, we sat the team down. We define reality for them. I define reality. Yo, this is the situation, man. You know, here's the letter coming out from the corporate offices. Mm-hmm. And I had a letter and I typed up but 10 things that we could do to take care of, uh, you know, so we wouldn't have to lay people off. And we didn't. You know, out of those 10 things, five, five of those things would just repeat. Just take care of the customer. Take care of yourself. Take care of the customer. Just treat people right. So this is the situation, man. You know, not going to let anyone go. You're not laying anyone off, but there's certain steps that we could take. And we served and we served the customers. You know, didn't turn in, didn't have to let anyone go. Didn't fire anyone. Said, yo, you just got to, you just got to do what you got to do, man. You just going to have to make sure that you, you come back from lunch on time, come in on time, take care of the customers, little things, just basic stuff, you know. 
upsell, do what you can, service, service, service. It was like the big thing. I'm big on service, yo. It's not something, you know, brandy new. The following year, we were the number one branch in the market and the most improved branch in the region. Mm -hmm. It's what leaders do. Leaders define reality for you. You come before the American people and you define reality. Yo, this is... You don't go into a panic and hysteria. You know, you don't come in there like after you, you know, like you, you're in a hurricane or whatever. Your hair is all over the place and you get in front of the podium. And you start sweating. And, no, man. You know, you come in there with your power red tie on. If that's what you want, you know, let it all the way down to you. Pass your belt buckle. You know, it's almost crotch or whatever. I don't know, long ties. But you define reality. You come up there and you, and you tell them what it is. Yo, this thing is serious, man. You have to take present preventative measures. You know, the experts are saying, you know, we wear masks, we mask up, social distance, keep your hands clean on And we're going to get through this. Like we've gotten through other things in the past, you know. Soldier up and move forward. But if you're not accustomed to soldiering up, you know, if you're really not a leader, if you're not a leader, then you don't, you don't, have, you don't have anything to fall back on. You don't know. You, it's easy to lead. You don't really have, you, you know. The economy is good. <laughs> Yo, anybody watching sales? Profits are going through the roof. It's good times, man. Everybody, yeah. Hey, they get their bonus. What's up, man? I see you at the bar. You good? Yeah, man. All right, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, party over here. Party over there. You know, you, 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 it's going good. It's when the music stops playing. <laughs> sales stop coming in. There's something that is, yo, whoa, wait a second. Uh-oh. Yo, they're not going to be printing like that no more? Uh-oh, they're not going to be ordering like that anymore? They're going to be taking restrictions? No more flights? No more seminars? No more print need for print? Uh-oh. Yo, we going to, what we going to, we going to have to, what's going to happen? They start panicking. They start putting the word out and start getting concerned about themselves. And you have the lady in the, you know, she, she, she has one of these, you know, WNBA teams or whatever. She starts selling off her stock. They start thinking about themselves first. <laughs> People are hilarious, man. They start thinking about themselves. They start making their adjustments or whatever, selling off their stuff. They ain't thinking about the American people. It's like, yo, I got this information first. Let me see what I'm going to do, to, what I need to do to protect myself. Self-preservation kicks in. That's what they're about. When you're not really about leaders and you're not really about the people that you're that you're there to serve. When you're thinking leadership is about you and it's power and I'm the man and I'm the woman in charge and I'm telling you what to do. You ain't really concerned about people. You don't have the you don't have a servant mentality at all. You know, you eat first. That's what you say. Y'all got my plate? <laughs> no, man, you just lead it, they eat last, man. Y'all go ahead. You know, make sure everybody gets situated. Y'all good? All right, then they sit down and eat. Not you, you know, I'm I'm the king here. You bring my plate first, serve me. No, man, you serve. So if he, had, if he was a leader, he would have stood up in front of the people and, and, and said something positive to him. You know what I mean? That's what it would have been. But that's not the case. So, hey, what do you expect? You get what you expect, you know? Thinking about um, you know, the fires down at CNN. You know, opened up Twitter and was like, yo, Killer Mike is trending. I'm like, why is Killer Mike trending? Whatever. Apparently, so he sat down with Governor Kemp. I don't know what they talked about. 
But Kemp, Kemp, this guy who stole the election, right? Kemp, this guy who, who was just constantly, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You know, you politic and whatever, you know, you got figure you, know, you talk to whomever, whatever, you know. And um, I'm like, all right, whatever. I don't know what they talked about, but apparently he's trending. I'm like, okay. This is a guy who said, um, yo, CNN, what happened to them is, 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 is karma. I'm thinking karma? Not Dave East, karma, one, two, three. You know, check out Karma. I like Karma. I've been listening. I've been bumping Karma now for a minute, man. I like Karma. But he says Karma for, for what they do in the news. Yo, how is that any different than what Fox does on a daily basis? You know what I mean? You put a, that's, what, that's what they get. That's what they got. <laughs> that's almost like reverse. Like, the, you know, the politics of it, the whole thing is like funny to me, man. And it's not hee hee ha ha funny. Like, yo. I don't know why they went down and burnt that building CNN, but yo, it's money in the city, tearing up your own city. I don't get it, but I don't get it. But you know, I understand the frustration. I understand the frustration, but that doesn't justify tearing up anything. It's not like, yo, yo, that's they got what they deserve, is pretty much which is what was what was said. But um mm-hmm. so that's why I don't I don't particularly look to entertainers for a point of view on anything, you know? Because I just don't. I never have. I never had looked to an entertainer to to decide, like, yo, what should I think today? Like, let me go find out what Killer Mike is thinking. Or what Johnny J is. It's never been, like, I'm, it's never. Never. It's never been a thing of mine. So, yeah, I'm like, oh, why is he training? Oh, okay. Whatever. He sat down with, with, um, with uh, Kemp. I'm like, wow. It's like, oh, Kemp? What's going on with Kemp? Yo. You know, this guy, these people are just, these are not leaders, yo. These are just, these 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 people, these Republicans, these people who are in office right now, it, that's not leadership. You you just happen to be in a position. You might be managing some stuff, but you are not a leader. You don't have the, the wherewithal to stand up and say, yo, this is wrong. You know, you need to be able to tell people, like, yo, this is, this is right and this is, this is wrong. They're asking, listening to some of this new stuff is like, yo, did they really just ask? If this grown man who's running a country, does he know the difference between the truth, the truth and a lie? Like, <laughs> this is where we are. They're, they're asking, do you know at this point? Like, why is that even like a question? That shouldn't even be like a question. That shouldn't even be a question. But, yo, so, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dealing with that, man. That's ridiculous, man. Got three, um... Episodes that we're going to get out for the rest of this week. Con Body, Cos Monte. Yo, he used to have this drug ring, that, you know, servicing people down in Wall Street, very organized, whatever, did some time, served his time, came out, and he started this. Uh, y'all got to tune into the episode, man. Started this fitness business, and then was featured in, the fitness thing is still popping off. It was featured in um, Forbes magazine. Uh, they have a... Yo, they partnered with this organization that's going to train ex-offenders how to produce podcast shows. Thought it was incredible, man. Thought it was incredible. Then we have up my man, Power Malu, an activist, an artist, and Professor Ernest Gibson III. Yeah, so that's what the rest of this week is looking like, man, you know? That's what the rest of this is looking like. Excited. Good stuff going on. You know, we're continuing to, um, to 
to sew and and uh, it, the creativity is I, I like it. You know, it's, it took a minute. I'll probably write about it as far as like the bow ties. I was talking to my man about the bow tie situation or whatever. And, and, and what I discovered as far as like, yo, why was it, the hesitation to sew bow ties in particular? And um, yeah, it is Suicide Prevention Month. Mm-hmm. So you'll, you'll hear more about um, the reasoning behind, uh, you know, the ties or whatever, or, or not so under ties. But shout out to those folks who are supporting the uh, the face mask and buying the grind gear. I certainly do appreciate that. Um, yeah, that, that that's what it's about. You know, I'm not waiting around for, for sponsorship or, you know, waiting for someone to do something. You got to get up and go get it, man. You know, and I thank God for the uh having the skill to be able to to see something um not see something to say something <laughs> they call that snitching right not snitching if you see something but you know anyhow yo to be able to see something in its raw state and then see the possibilities of what it could be there's just something about that that i like you know and um and then create it from there it's like yo i seen this shirt i was walking in uh marshall's and yo, they had this liz claiborne shirt with the flags on it you know i'm like yo i like those colors i really do i i think i think i'm gonna make this i think i'm gonna make a bow tie and mask set out of this liz claiborne shirt yeah mm-hmm and so, yeah, sat down and, and, and saw it first, even as a shirt. So it's just not like the flat fabric. This was a shirt. And then you say, okay, where, where, how do you position this? How do you take this pattern, this thing that you have in your mind, and you see it constructed, and then you can de- deconstruct. And it happens quickly. It's crazy how, how fast it happens. Like, okay, yeah, I can see that. Boom. I use the sleeves for this and the back and the tie and the interface. Yeah, that's going how you gonna position it with the colors oh yeah okay and you see it and it happens you're like oh yes so the reason i mean I, i've i've stopped focusing on like the just just getting inundated with the news or whatever i, I still stay abreast of it um you know I, i'm not gonna bury my head in the sand and just act like it's all gonna go away no uh because during that time, you just ended that, and that time could have been used doing something else. I'm just thinking about other folks who, who, um, who have these talents, these skills, these, these things that they might be considering doing, and then we get caught up in, in, in somebody else's drama or, or, or stuff or, and, or other activities, you know, just life. And before you know it, it's like, yo, what month is it? Month is it now? Oh, September, man. September the 10th. Tomorrow's obviously September the 11th, the anniversary, and people are trying to remember where they were at. You know, I remember I was in I was in Garden City. I was in Garden City, New York. They had a train, a train. They had a um, TV inside of the uh, in the store, and everything just kind of like shut down, man. You know, everything just kind of like shut down. We were the copies you could hear. I don't know if it's because we had stopped copying. But I remember Vasio was like, yo, look, you know, look up at the screen and you can see what's going on. I think I spent like, just like, it was like in a daze almost. Like, did this happen? Like, what's going on? Like, where, what, what's happening, you know? 
what yo and, and what's going on and and i remember this whole thing and i guess people who were close in the city it, it impacted them more like garden city you know you're, you're kind of removed but if you were working in the city and you were down there then it's like oh man yo it, the closer you are to the event obviously the more impactful it was to you you know and you have memories of it or whatever but um yeah, I, I do remember just being there. It's like, oh man, this is this is just crazy, yo. This is crazy. I, just that day it was just we spent you know the evening, part of the evening talking to my uh, my other assistant manager. Yeah, it was uh, mm, it was it was a time, man. It was a period of time in history, man. You know, something that marked your uh, little squirrel is running around. What you doing, buddy? What you, what you got there, man? Anyhow, just mark the time in history, man. So yeah, tomorrow's the anniversary. And so people are, you know, you, you, you're thinking about how that event helped to shape and define um, Giuliani's leadership. You know, he, he, he kind of, he stepped up. He stepped up, you know. And that helped to, to, to shape his, his political career. And then now, I don't know what the hell is going on with him now. But at that moment, yo, he stepped up. You needed leadership. You kind of stepped up and, and uh, you know, there's a crisis. Crisis determines, you know, it helps to, to, you find out what people are made of, you know. You find out what people are made of when they, when they get punched in the face. So, yo, I didn't see that coming. Put your hands up, buddy. What are you going to do? You're going to defend what's, what's going to happen? You know, it says it reveals the cracks. It reveals the cracks, man. And I think about the the analogy that my pops gave, you know, um, I don't know if he gave the analogy. Yeah, he did give the analogy. He's sitting there, and this is it. This is the last story, and then I'm out of here. I would go with him on a Saturday morning and watch him uh, work, because I went because I wanted to get cake, because my brother would come back home with these, these fabulous cakes and Radiant's Entenmann cakes. You know, he'd sit down and eat the whole cake. I'm like, yo, man, that's just wrong. So my pops, I wanted to go wait for my turn to go on a Saturday morning. So I'm there this Saturday morning and my father is painting. But before he starts to paint the wall, he's doing like the the, the, the preparation. And so you had this five gallon jug that I had to carry up the stairs. So I'm carrying this thing up the, up the steps, you know, bring it down, set it down in one of these apartments. He's got, you know, uh drop cloths on the floor so he's scraping the wall there's like this little crack in the wall and he is digging out the crack i'm like what are you, what are you doing uh that noise that i made is the troops sucking your teeth you know that 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 noise means oh my god that, what are you, huh? it mean it can mean so many different things why don't you just pay attention just watch why are you asking me this what is that what are you doing? You know, it could mean so many things. So I didn't know which thing it meant. So I just stayed quiet. I was like, okay, like, why are you making the hole bigger? Because to my mind, he was just making the hole bigger. Like, why are you making the hole bigger? And he didn't answer me. He just, oh, you don't pay attention, huh? And so I'm like, all right. So as he barked at me, I just like, okay, whatever. It seems like a dumb idea to me, but whatever. I'm, you know, okay, he's making the hole bigger. You know, and he put the stuff in between the hole, you know, plastered it on it so that's called plaster and uh and then he smoothed it out a little bit and it came back around a little later on 
after it dried, changed colors, got hard, sanded it, and um, yeah, and then primed it, and then painted it. It's like, oh, okay. Sitting down around lunchtime, around the table or whatever, then he says, well, what, 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 what happened is, you know, it's a crack. But if the crack, you know, you got you to gotta make the hole bigger so it could receive the, the plaster the, that's, that's going to go in there. The plaster has to have something to adhere to. You know, okay. If the crack um, comes back, then we got problems. What do we mean? Because then that would mean that it's a structural uh, situation. It's in the foundation. It's a problem. Problematic, you know? It's like, okay. And I remembered that. I didn't think about, like, character and character flaws or anything. Then I was just, yo, I was on the Entenmann's. I want to get some Entenmann's. I'll listen to the story. Thank you, Pops. Tell me about the story about the plaster. I don't know when I'm going to ever use this again. But whatever. Okay. I had done forgot about why I asked you because I asked you then. I guess at the, I was the type of kid like if I'm, I'm curious now. Boom. Why are you making the hole bigger? Question. Response should be I'm making. I got it. Boom. I can receive it then. It didn't happen like that. So after now we sit down, I'm just trying to enjoy my lunch. So now you're telling me about your answer. I'm like, yeah, really? Okay, great. I'm not even paying attention anymore. Thanks. But I got to be respectful. So I got to act like I'm listening to you. Hmm. Oh, hmm. I didn't do any of that. I don't, I, don't, I don't think I made any noise. I just listened to the story. And it came back to me at later on in life. Yo, you have character flaws. Ah, oh, pop story and the character it makes sense to me. I'm going to use that analogy one day. And so today is the day, you know, that I get to use that lesson. So there it is. Boom. I've used that lesson a couple of times. I've repackaged it. You might see it in a book soon. You know, Life Behind the Mic, Confessions of a Podcaster by Derek Oxley. Yo, that's a plug. That's a shameless plug. Good thing I'm not on somebody else's show giving shameless plugs. But seriously, though, it's character flaws. And if it comes back, it comes up. You know, you got a crack in your, your character. Some things are, you know, you can, some things are not major. But if you got major cracks in your, your character, man, you, 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 I don't, that can't, you just can't gloss that over. You know what I mean? Yo, whatever y'all got going on today, y'all make it a good one. We out of here, man.